Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you today. Good morning, Dr. Paul. How are you this morning? Doing well, doing yeah, well. Yeah. Trying to straighten that mess out in Ukraine. Yeah. It's they're still, they're still not listening. <laughs> yeah. But a few Americans are listening to somebody. Yeah. Maybe not us, but they're listening to somebody. And the numbers of uh, people who think or totally ignore it. I don't think everybody, anybody got excited one day and got up and said, you know, we haven't had a war for a while. Yeah. Why don't we get our congressman to vote to spend a trillion dollars over in Ukraine? Yeah. But anyway, more people are waking up. It's always slow. It's a shame how they get excited and, and, and uh, go along with it and the war start, and then it's hard to stop them. But uh, I think they're moving that direction. So we have a little bit of good news there. But the bad news we're going to start off with. Update, three U.S. Uh, US ratings. $2 billion more you aid to Ukraine in the longer range missiles. You know, you know who they might be looking at? They might be looking eastward, you yeah. know, and, uh, and they, maybe they may use them. And maybe they don't use them. Maybe somebody else will and say they did. So it's so, so dangerous, uh, but it never phases them because uh, the decision making is people who uh, can't be objective because they usually have uh, dollar signs in front of them, like medical people being objective about vaccines if they're making billions yeah, of dollars billions. over it. But anyway, that process is, is going and uh, they're still sending more money and I guess they're gonna wait until they totally run out of it. But at the same time, we hear little whispers around that maybe the american people are, are getting a little frustrated with this yeah you mentioned they're coming in our direction that's always how prop war propaganda works remember it was the same with iraq you know you stood up and a few, very few republicans stood up courageously against it and they were demonized just like we were demonized when we when we came out immediately against this war and ramping up for it and then people slowly start coming in your direction <laughs> it's not a lot of fun to get beaten up on it but and it's not a lot of fun because when you're right, because they never give you credit. <laughs> but let's put this up because, I mean, Americans really are starting to take up the notice because this was announced yesterday, $2 billion plus Ukraine aid package with longer range weapons. When the U.S. government is in a foreign policy hole, the only thing it can do is keep digging, right? The only thing they can do, there's no reverse button in U.S. foreign policy when it gets involved in an intervention. And that's what we're seeing here. Yet another... $2 billion worth of aid. A couple of things I noticed about this uh, new package, Dr. Paul. If you can put this next one on. This is interesting, and I think this is the nexus of corruption with neocon foreign policy. This was buried in the article. One of the officials said a portion of the package, expected to be $1.725 billion, would come from a fund known as the Ukraine Security Assistance Initiative which allows President Joe Biden's administration to get weapons from industry rather than U.S. weapon stocks. So what that means is we're not giving them our old weapons. We are going to the arms manufacturers and saying, here's what we want you to make and manufacture for us to send to Ukraine. Now, if that does anything to help our security, I'd like to, you know, I'd like to know about it. We're, we'll be looking for a long time if you think you're going to find it. Yeah, that's the corruption. <laughs> anyway, you know, there's a, there was, this was a, sort of like a footnote in that article, and it comes from uh, the New York Voice of Ukraine. Uh -huh. And uh, they say Ukraine needs, now this is just, 
just so you don't back off on uh, <laughs> sending in more money, the people have to be ready. Ukraine needs up to 200 multi-purpose aircraft, F-16s, most likely candidates to replace <laughs> replace Soviet jets. Isn't it interesting that, that Ukraine has Soviet j jets uh, f fighting Russia? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and now we want to get rid of those uh, so we can fight them with American new new weaponry, like you mentioned. Well, so, the, the Russians uh, already got rid of those. <laughs> they're, they're they're all blown up. That's why they need more of them. <laughs> yeah. You know. But here's more about the scam. And this is the new weapon system. There are two things about this. First of all, I think is the corruption because these companies are making a fortune. Anyone who doubts that, go look at their Dow charts. They're making a fortune off of this war. Just like, as you've said, the pharmaceutical companies made a fortune off of COVID. Deep corruption in American society. Go to this next one. It also has an added component of being even more dangerous because new weapons are being sent yet again to Ukraine, and these funds will go toward the purchase of a new weapon, the ground-launched small-diameter bomb made by Boeing <laughs> with a range of 94 miles, etc., etc. The GLSBD, I don't know, <laughs> that's so funny, is made jointly by Saab and Boeing, and a Saab is a Swedish company, and Swedes are among the most aggressive when it comes to Russia. So these aggressive country, companies and countries are going to have a windfall in manufacturing these brand new types of weapons for Ukraine. And they say that Ukraine is a testing ground for new weapons. And the battlefield is covered in blood for these Western arms manufacturers to see what works best and what doesn't work all that well. You know, they always have to have a justification, you know, scare people. And that's what ha how they did it in Vietnam. And some have uh, compared what they're doing now exactly like Vietnam. Danger, danger, danger. And the American people go along with it for a good many years. And after you get up to about 40, 50, 60,000 people killed, Americans, and, and then maybe we're doing the wrong thing. But uh, right now, there's, this is not like uh, the person that runs things and they're going to announce it tomorrow, but it's, it's the information put out there to see what kind of response is. And this is reported uh, by our friends at Zero Heads. Former UK, like, like they're, they're really a powerhouse uh, with American money and all that. Defense minister says NATO may need to send ground troops to Ukraine. Who, who's NATO anyway? <laughs> do, you th do you think we belong to NATO or do we finance NATO or my goodness, it's all our money. And if, if they think they have the neatest trick is that we're going to protect our industries and we're never going to go back to body bags that uh, come back to America. Thank goodness, at least that's out there. But it's not going to, uh, it's going to just uh, increase the anger against the United States and the patsies that are being used to run our show. And uh, a lot of people think that, uh, oh, well, you're a NATO. They all have a vote. No. NATO is an arm of the U.S. government, and that is my assessment. And so you can't say NATO is separate. So when they start talking about maybe there's actually a war going on between Russia and NATO, well, those are dangerous thoughts. And uh, the problem is it, it looks that way. But the big deal that we have had with it all is who started this war? Well, we sort of lean to this idea it was really uh, 
made antagonistic between the two uh, with our policies. We've, we've gone a long way to find a war to fight, and, uh, and, and then that's when we got NATO to go up and, uh, you know, pester the Russians, and, and it's been ongoing there, and every day it's more money. Uh, but uh, let's, let's, hope, let's hope we wake up and hope the people wake up, because ultimately the people have to decide to send a message to us, enough is enough, you better, you better feed our poor people here before you, and, and look at our borders before you go to Ukraine. And that article really is, encapsulates the delusion of the people who are supposed to be in charge. Former UK defense minister says we've got to have to put some ground troops. But there was a report a couple of days ago that said the UK military is gutted, completely gutted. <laughs> I think it was a US general. You probably saw that. And they said it's going to take, they're trying to build up, they're desperately trying to build up their military. It will take five to 10 years for them to build two divisions of troops. That's about 20,000 troops. It's going to take them up to 10 years just to get 20,000 troops. The Russians have half a million troops in the battlefield right now, as Colonel McGregor has said many times. It, it's just the, the disconnect between reality and the fantasies of these types of people is just in incredible. You know, I keep talking about the end comes with the bankruptcy, you know, when they run out of money. And I keep, uh, I think, visualizing and at least let people think, well, maybe not tomorrow, but next week or two. But this gives you the indication. I mean, getting this type of information from McGregor, this tells you that it is already apparent there. And uh, that's maybe why he's a former UK defense minister. But uh, but the, the policies really aren't changing because will will, will the UK change its uh, colors uh, if we don't? No. As as long as they play the game, they want to be a, a player again. They're still having dreams of grandeur about when they had an empire. Well, they're they're now participating in the, the dissolution of the next empire. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great point because the delusions of grandeur among the elites versus the awakening of the population. And Colonel McGregor has written about this. In fact, I just put an article up by Alistair Crook, a former uh, British diplomat. Really, really, really. I've, I've read him for years on the Ron Paul Institute homepage. Uh, and he quotes some of the things that McGregor has said about this growing discontent among the population in Europe and in the U.S., which is directly at odds with increasing bombacity of the, of the elite class. Well, I think this segues right into our next story, which is a brand new Pew Research poll came out yesterday. I love polls, especially when they go the way I want. Um, but here's their headline. As Russian invasion nears one-year mark, partisans grow further apart on U.S. support for Ukraine. Now, I would not have used that headline because that really is not what the poll shows. Uh, that's a little bit of a politicization. So if you go to the next one, here's a, an article about the poll. This is more accurate. More Americans believe the U.S. provides too much support to Ukraine. A growing portion of Americans think the U.S. is giving too much support to Ukraine as the Biden administration and other Western allies have taken steps to escalate their backing. And here, let's look at the chart because that's where all the truth is, is in the chart. Now, they want to make it look partisan. And I would, I would uh, agree that Republicans are more dramatically turning against the war. Back in March of 22, only 9% thought we were doing too much. That number is up to 40%. Almost half the Republicans think we're doing too much, and only 17% of Republicans believe we're not doing enough. But if you look at the Democrats, they have tripled in the percentage of Democrats who think we're doing too much. 
and they still only have 23%, a small minority of Democrats who think we're not doing enough. So we are seeing a real shift in American public opinion against this war. I think that's something that we should take courage in. And you know, the point you're making is very, very significant because we always talk about bipartisan support for the wars. All the money over the years, the whole time I was in Washington, it was always bipartisan, still is bipartisan when they spend the money. So if you can get this, and, and when Vietnam finally, you know, reached the level where uh, the people said enough is enough, actually the Democrats were ahead of the Republicans because they were less supportive of the war. Yeah. But then the Republican comes shifting over, but now it's a, a, a mixed deal but we still have you know McCall and McCarthy and some of these people and they have a lot to say about this and there's a lot of money that flows into the Republicans so but at least at least the message is out there because they're still political animals yeah. you know as much as they have to be a political animal to collect these funds from the pharmaceutical companies and the weapons industry uh, eventually you know their their source of support and their job depending on fooling the people yeah. And uh, maybe they're fooling less people than they used to. And the door is open. Maybe there will be an avalanche soon. Next week, we'll have a better poll. <laughs> How did you ever get elected from not taking money from these military you know, well, manufacturers? Getting elected was one thing. We, you know, y'all worked hard and all that stuff. But uh, maybe the people agreed with me. Yeah. Or like <laughs> More so than they ever, anybody, even I. Yeah. Because, you know, there were times when I would take a position and, and I can remember taking them and think, well... I was here, but I did what I said I would do. I'm, I'm ready. I remember a few it, of those times. <laughs> then, it, then it turned into be a positive. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so. that's right. That's right. As you said, one, one person told you, well, you told the truth. <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah. the representatives don't understand that people know better than that. Well, let's move on because this is a similar, very related thing, which is kind of, um, I guess you could say a clown world kind of thing. But um, as you always say, the U.S. <laughs> government investigated itself and found that it did nothing wrong. And this is from, again, from Zero Hedge. We found no misuse of funds in Ukraine, the U.S. Treasury says. And uh, they add, with a straight face. So they did a study of all the money we've given Ukraine, and they found that it was absolutely perfect well that sounds like a lie <laughs> oh, misinformation disinformation, <laughs> disinformation is not a, they don't lie so you know they they come up with this but they have this idea that uh, if they do this everybody's going to believe them but all they do is they increase the number of people that looked for other sources of information so it all backfired so you can't kill truth yeah it can be very annoying and they get away with the lies and they start wars with it they build up lies about covid and all these things but eventually truth wins out and uh, i think that's what's that's what's going to happen and uh, even though they're fibbing on this a bit <laughs> there's no misuse of it but uh you know, for years they've had these bills in. Uh, the conservatives would do this: waste, fraud, and abuse. Yeah. They spoke. They spend all this money, and it all goes for projects that are absolutely wrong. The bureaucracy is there, and uh, but even even if they had the money and they did what they said, that is a misuse. You know, military interventionism overseas is starting wars. 100% of it is misuse. Here they're saying 100% no misuse. Yeah. So I don't think we're on the same page yet. Yeah. So we have to keep plugging away. Every dollar is misused. Yeah. Exactly. That's it. Well, here's a reminder that the U.S. Treasury may, may, may have decided that the U.S. government is absolutely perfect. Ukraine hasn't 
taken a penny of it and done anything wrong with it. Perfect angels <laughs> and saints. Well, here's a reminder of just a few days ago, if we can put on that next clip. Uh, here's a little reminder. No misuse. Oh, but wait. No, go back one, please. Ukraine rocked by corruption scandal. Wave of top officials resign. Sports cars, mansions, and luxury vacations as people suffered. So there's a disconnect between reality. Half the government had to resign because they were corrupt. In the Western press, Dr. Paul framed it not as, oh my gosh, look how corrupt they are. It was, oh, that's wonderful. They're finally moving against corruption. You know, <laughs> it's just amazing. No, you know, it, it, sometimes it's not the words that they say. And I think you just alluded to something that I've uh, used uh, because it happened. That after, after a lecture that I had given, that some young people came up and they were very interested and they really liked what I was saying. And they uh, praised me because they were very interested in the Constitution. And they were sincere. I really believed it. So I said, yes, but didn't the other candidate say the same thing? I heard so-and-so, you know, say, say that, oh, we need to, you know, protect our Constitution. We need to fight for our freedoms and all this. I said, why? why, why? And I was curious on yeah. how they sorted it out. And they simply said, well, we didn't believe them. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they, they sensed that, you know what, and I think in, in the human nature is, that even in uh, miscellaneous activities uh, between human beings, I think most people can sort of sense when somebody's telling a lie. Yeah. I mean, if you have a little bit of information, of course, there's too many lies that they get away with. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's some more bad news for both the Treasury Department, which found Ukraine absolutely angelic in its use of money, and uh, for Ukraine itself, uh, and that's that the Transparency International just released their new report 2022 corruption perception index and here it is reveals scant progress against corruption as the world becomes more violent however within that report not good news for ukraine let's go ahead and move to the next they actually haven't gotten better but they've gotten worse ukraine rises in corruption perception index ukraine ranked 116th out of 180 countries in the corruption perception index rising six points in the rating compared to last year when it ranked 122nd. So they've moved way up the charts for being more and more corrupt. Um, I don't know how you're going to square that circle. Well, let's th make sure they see this as being more objective than <laughs> the other ones. That, that's the important thing. And most of the time, it isn't the people who don't give support or get involved I think it's more apathy on the total numbers, but it also means that they're uh, they're vulnerable or they're open to if they hear something else, maybe they will shift their position. But you know, a lot of people, when you know the COVID thing, remember at the beginning uh, it was sort of you know dangerous, and people knew about vaccines and I'd go along with it. So it took a while. People were suspicious, and, and then then there was a shift. The shift uh, once it started, the momentum was there, and it's still there, even yeah. because there's still a challenge to it. But uh, no, I think that uh, the, the the people do have to wake up because uh, and instead of looking at oh they were apathetic and they didn't go on, well let's recognize that they're apathetic. Let's make them less apathetic yeah. and give them give them intelligent, believable reasons why we shouldn't be doing this. And I think that's what's happening about 
about Ukraine. Yeah. People, people are saying, what, you know, listing how many miles away it is is just one thing, yeah. you know, and, and all the foolishness and all the, see, the other side of it just lies and said, oh, we checked it out. There's no misuse of the funds. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a farce. Yeah. I, bet, I bet if we did a poll and, <laughs> and asked the American people and did it on 10,000 people, I wonder how many would say, oh, no. We would never be involved in misuse of yep. our funds. Yeah. You know, it'd be a joke. Well, as you always said about the COVID thing, it was really the hypocrisy that undermined the support. <laughs> when you saw Gavin Newsom dining without a mask on in the luxury places, in this, you know, there was a, actually a picture I saw earlier of Ukrainian officials with Rolex watches in the fields. When people start seeing that, that's when they start realizing that there's a real problem. But um, I think if you're if you're ready, I might close out and I might just. Uh, point out that perceptions are changing uh, about this war and it couldn't come sooner uh, because we don't really want to have World War III with a nuclear bomb. But when the neocons are cornered, of course, and they have control of the White House and State Department, when they're cornered, they're more dangerous. Um, they're, as I mentioned earlier, there's going to be a big anti-war rally uh, in just a couple of weeks in Washington, D.C., February 13th, and I'll link to it. And I can tell you without giving you details, the neocons are desperately trying to sink this event. They're doing everything they can. They're terrified. Uh, they just announced that our old friend and board member Dennis Kucinich will speak there, which is great news because he's always great at rallies. So it's nice to see that he'll be there. They're desperately trying to sink this rally. So if you can make it, uh, go ahead and be there in D.C. And again, I will plan a link. But I think we're getting some momentum. So now is not the time to back off. It's a time to charge ahead. So keep that in mind, Dr. Paul. Yeah, very good. And Daniel, you did mention in your statement earlier on about the British. Uh, they're having financial problems. And uh, if you think about their long-term history, they did have a big empire. And as far as size goes and control of the world, uh, they were one of the biggest, if not the biggest. And uh, But it was a financial thing. The wars came and they spread themselves too thinly around the world and finally do it. So they're now, you know, sort of in a daydream because we keep uh, doing, dealing with them and we sort of treat so they don't get upset and, and, and lose confidence. We let them go. You can come along and send us a couple tanks. You can be a participant, but, but oh yeah, I know you're short change. So here's, here's the money. We'll buy the tanks for you. But we have to have this perception. So that goes on and on, but eventually it changes. And it changes, you know, uh, for economic reasons. A lot of people uh, talk about economics over here and foreign policies over here, and I insist they're all one and the same. And uh, when, when countries extend themselves uh, and to a large degree, they will eventually have to live within in their means. You know, one thing that uh, Ronald Reagan told me on a f flight many years ago, we were uh, talking about the gold standard, and he, he reminded me of course he says he says you know any any great country if it ever goes off the gold gold standard and spends endlessly it will no longer be a great country maybe not a week and a day afterwards but as time goes on once you open the floodgates of fiat money you know it's it the ball game's over and boy i tell you what we're hearing a lot of news about preparation for who's going to replace the dollar <laughs> 
and there's people vying for this. And it may come with a sudden burst of, depending on worldwide events, but it might take a while too. Generally, most uh, reserve currencies didn't go overnight, but they can, they can happen. But I don't think we have to say, well, maybe we should, uh, maybe, maybe it won't hurt us this time. Maybe we can have our empire and it won't have this effect. No, it always has it. The big question is, is when will people recognize what is happening and that we can't maintain it? And I said, when the price of food goes up and, you, uh, and your wallet is empty and there are people in the streets, then you start better thinking about not only a sound economic policy, on monetary policy and come around to thinking, yes, the founders were work. We ought to mind our own base in the business and have a non-interventionist foreign policy and not get into these alliances around the world un un unnecessarily pretending that we can tell people how to live. So a libertarian society, we don't tell individuals how to live as long as they don't hurt people and steal from steal their stuff and uh, personal habits and all should be non-regulated. But we ought to apply this to the world, uh, world uh, forces too, the countries. But we don't. Uh, it's automatic. We have to control this. And Daniel and I have talked frequently and will continue to talk about how did we get into this mess because I think that'll help convert people. And it wasn't, it wasn't when uh, Russia uh, took Ukraine back. No, it was a, it's a long history to that. And we find out that there truly is a tremendous antagonism between NATO and Russia. And people worry about that and they should because it's expanding almost on a daily basis. That's why we like to point out the positive things, move it in the other direction, why it's the proper principle, it's the proper position for the American people, it's the proper moral principle, and that is the reason that we feel so enthused about continuing to promote the cause of liberty. And uh, we welcome your support, and we appreciate very much you tuning in to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.